and you're all set to do that, right? I am. Yes, yes, you always are. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. This is the finale. This is the finale. And yeah. I'm excited about it. You guys have been doing a great job, too. No, you've been you doing a great doing job. job. <laughs> I wanted to let you know that. I wanted to let you know that. We got uh, a weekend review. Then um, we're going to switch over to you, Ruth. You're going to give us a little bit of a recap. You're not going to do that. We're, no, we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. I'm trying to get it all out now. Okay. <laughs> Stop, Victoria. We're going to have to take her off. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> oh, let me. Let... <laughs> oh, see. You see, you see that? She gonna try to Yeah, we saw that. We saw that. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, One thing that we know for sure, laughter is good. Thank enough. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm sure glad about it. All right, everybody. It is showtime. You guys have a great show. And All we'll right, talk later. Thank you. my bronze girls good <laughs> and good evening ruth how are you i'm better good good long yep. as you keep getting better you're gonna be healed Amen. that's oh. it that's it eventually Amen. i'll get back up to 100 percent. so that's the lord that's everybody where your percentage is now but we're just gonna be going for the hundred right yeah going that's for it. Going for the hundred <laughs> well i hope that uh listeners who are coming on this evening are ready for a treat because this is the conclusion of Full of Grace that we have been presenting. We yeah. have three acts. This is our third act that we're going to be doing tonight. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. And, and Ruth, I hope you have been enjoying uh, listening, listening to your words come to life. Yes, I have. Yes. It's it exciting. Yeah, good, good, good. We're glad. We're glad. Well, we're going to start the evening the way that we usually do, and that's with our week in review. And I think, right. what do we say? I think we're going to start with you, Victoria. All right. But this week has been um, a little bit of sweet. Let's see. The, let's go with the bitter part. Then we talk sweet. You know, my mom is, I had to go back in the hospital and I hope that she's able to join us tonight. She said she's going to look at the show from the hospital room. I tried to make sure she got the link. So if you, we love you, Mom. Lois E. Henderson, and we are praying for you always. 
All right. Um, um, the suite has been, I was able to sell, sell one book at work. All right. <laughs> Somebody saw my book. I had it on the shelf, and they said, "Victoria, yeah. you wrote a book." We didn't know. I didn't know. Let me buy, buy a copy right now. So I sold one book, and I'm so excited. Awesome. <laughs> and and well- <laughs> <laughs> lastly, you know, I had the I had the Christmas blues, and as always, um, in my therapeutic way is to write. So I wrote a blog called Christmas Blues. So I got, my, I got a blog out there and, um, you know, I was feeling kind of sad and, you know, missing people and, you know, you know how those ghosts of Christmas past just, just overtake you. Yeah. yeah. But God had a word for me one morning this week and, um, through the story of me, of Mary, I was reading it in Luke and uh, Mary has said, my soul does magnify the Lord for he has, um, um, seen the states, uh, he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant that spoke to me it just came out he is mindful of me he was mm-hmm. mindful of me in that moment he knew that i was sad and it's okay to be sad but mm-hmm. it's not okay to stay there so that's what i said in my blog my blog that it's not okay to stay there i got up put my makeup on said i'm just gonna be joyful got to work somebody called me on the phone and i said good morning this is victoria how may i help you and the person said Go, good morning, sunshine. I needed to be there for that person. I need to show up. Mm-hmm. I need to show up, mm-hmm. give what God has given me. So when I let the sunshine, it's all good. So, I like I, that. I, yes, it was, it was so like I said, bittersweet, but I'm going to focus on the sweet. There you go. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I am good tonight. You know, all may not be well, but it is well. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. I saw Linda Cooks pop in there. Good hey, Linda. Linda. Glad to have you on with us tonight. Um, let's see. My week. Yes. I just am going to smile. Dramatic pause there. I was going to label it bittersweet. I no, I couldn't even do that. <laughs> A lot of too much better. Challenging. Challenging. Okay. Um, they're just Isn't that fair? Some of those times that it's just like one punch after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, but those are the times that we got to know who we belong to. Amen. And, Amen. you know, we got to encourage ourselves, like you said, Victoria, and we got to find those things, whether it's a scripture or song. Yes. Or, a phone call from a friend or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody sending you a little prayer or somebody just saying, you know, I know you're having a good day today. Or like you were saying, in encouraging someone else, yeah. uh, I end up encouraging myself. And I did that a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot, a lot, a lot. Amen. On, you know, just a lot going on. Yeah. But, but I'm grateful. I am grateful through it all. I am I am glad that we are at the place that we are tonight, uh, that we have an opportunity to bring something to our listeners. It's kind mm-hmm. of new and kind of different in terms of even having the AU Playhouse. So so I'm I'm glad about that. Uh tracking good on my steps, doing good with that. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, I have had a peek at the cover design for the new book. And I'm excited about that. Uh, I tell you what, 
you know anybody's trying to get a book published you need to send them to studio griffin because exactly wonderful wonderful work and my thanks thank you, you griffin for the work that you are putting in to uh to bring that to life for me i really really appreciate it so that's that kind of my weekend review but ruth give us your weekend review and then give us a quick recap of not only what we've seen but what we can expect for tonight okay well um let's see my weekend review i'm getting back into the swing of things so i actually went running yesterday I actually went to the gym today. Um, kind of rough, not being there after three, you know, not being there for three weeks and then getting back in. But wow, I'm get, I'm doing it. So, like I said, I'm not a hundred percent yet, but I'm getting there. All so, right. apparently, I'm not normal either because I still have a cough. So, um, <laughs> to go take care of that now. We just concerned. We just concerned. I know. I know. I just, you know, you don't think twice about it when it's your experience. You know, every yeah. time you have a cold, you know the cough lingers. So it's just like, oh, it's normal. Well, apparently it's not. So I'll work on that. Uh, if if Ricola is not taking care of it, go see the doctor. Yeah. Well, uh, you yeah. one of those that don't like to go to the doctor? No, not that. I'm just one of those that don't like going back to the doctor and all they tell you is, oh, I don't know. You should go see a specialist. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So that that's the part I have an issue Okay. With. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so that was my week. Just keep pushing through till I get back to 100 and then try to stay there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a good week. Um, and I've been looking forward to tonight. I mean, yes. we're just, we've, we, we've gotten two acts down. We've, we've met all the characters. We've met Mary. Um, actually, we, we get to hear from Joseph tonight. So yes. Yes. Uh, Mary has returned from visiting Elizabeth and didn't get to see how Joseph reacted, but we did hear that he was not happy. So, yeah. yeah. So here we, you know, and again, this is the this is the prequel, if you will, to the Christmas story. And yeah, yeah I love how you wrote that. Yes, <laughs> it's story. It's the story behind the story that people yeah. don't think about. That, yeah. that might have happened when all of this went down. It it wasn't just yeah. she got pregnant, she married Joseph, had the baby in the barn. Stars filled up in the sky. <laughs> there, no, were it, it, there were people it, behind it. Thank you. It, it, and that's the thing, you know, from the first person to now, that's the one thing that hasn't changed is human nature. So, Amen. Amen. Isn't that if so? you can tell that story, mm -mm. and that's the story I wanted to tell. Yeah, and you did a wonderful job with it. Yeah. I'm telling y'all. Yeah, yeah, we just bought a little snippet of it to to yeah, yeah. Up yes yes and as wonderful as a job as all our friends and our actors have done they have done there is a rule when it comes to adaptation the book is always better exactly so it is get the book watch it listen tonight watch tonight but when you're done go get the book that's right get the book i, I get agree the book, the i book. agree <laughs> well two, listeners two thumbs up two thumbs up <laughs> I, hope, I hope you all are ready to sit back and relax as we bring you act three of full of grace
Mary had returned home after spending three months with Elizabeth, but the thought was not as welcoming as it should have been. She recalled how Joseph had rejected her after she told him about her pregnancy. He had walked out and refused to talk to her or her father. Now, Mary could only wonder what would happen to her. She was, after all, an unwed pregnant woman. But even as she pondered these thoughts, there came an unexpected visitor to her house one night. Mary. Mary, please, I need to talk to you. Mary. Joseph. Please, sir, I need to talk to Mary. It's late. I know, and I'm sorry. Please, I need to talk to Mary. Come inside, I'll go and get her. Joseph. I spent the last two days trying to come to grips with this. I mean, I didn't know how to take your news. I didn't want to believe that. I thought you betrayed me. But tonight, as I prepared to sleep or as I slept, I'm not sure which it was. I opened my eyes and there was a man standing in my room. He greeted me, Joseph, son of David. But before I could say anything, he said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what she has been conceived in her is by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Then he was gone. Forgive me, Mary. I thought to divorce you quietly to send you away, but that's not where my heart is. I want us to be wed. I want you to be my wife. Of course. And while Joseph went to speak with Eli about Mary's future, Anna spoke with Mary. Mary, I'm sorry I didn't believe you. I know you meant well. It's fine. I'm going to become a grandmother, aren't I? That's right. I guess I will need to write to Elizabeth, too. I've missed so much because I wouldn't believe. You said she had a boy? His name was John. That's a good name. It occurred to Mary that this would be the last time they would sit there as just mother and daughter. She would be a wife before the day ended, joining Joseph at his home. And in a few short months, she herself would become a mother and her life would be as it was supposed to be, or so she thought. Joseph, where have you been? I went to see Mary. Why? You said last night there will be no wedding. 
I know, but... Your father and I did not bring you into this world to be going sneaking around like this. It was her idea, wasn't it? She beguiled you somehow. I knew she was no good for you. All those rumors floating around about her and strange men. Mother, enough. Mary hasn't beguiled me. I know last night I said there would be no wedding, but that was before I fully understood what the situation was. I know this is going to sound, but I need you to listen because I received a visitation from an angel who told me to proceed with my original plan to marry Mary. Yes, there are rumors. Yes, they're true. Mary's was child, but that child's a promised Messiah. This is why you should have listened to me in the beginning. Making up such stories of angels and now she's fancying herself around saying that she's worthy of being the mother of the Messiah. You're not going to marry her. We'll talk to the priest and... No. But it's obvious she's lying. My mind is made up. I love Mary and I want her to be my wife. Besides, this is the will of Adonai. (laughs) The will of Adonai? Do you even understand what that means? It's nothing but a tired cliche some people throw around when they have nothing else to say. When someone dies too soon or something tragic happens, we'll see how much of this Adonai's will when the people find out what she's done. You can't say anything about this to anyone. Promise me. Mother, I mean it. Promise me. Fine. I promise. And she kept her promise. Miriam said nothing as Joseph and Mary were wed. Mary's family joined in on the celebration, but Miriam decided she was not going to let Mary come into their house, saddle Joseph with her son, and live a satisfied life. She would make sure she knew how she felt, but that would come later. Right now, I should be excited. This is what I wanted. Yet, something's different about Mary. She's still the same girl, but knowing now that she's been chosen of Adonai to carry the Messiah, who am I to venerate her as anything less? To treat the mother of our savior as ordinary? To pretend that I know what it's like to be a husband to someone like her? What do I have to offer her except maybe protection? I have to make sure no harm comes to her. I'll be obedient, I don't know. I'll proceed forward as you asked me, but I cannot treat Mary as anything less than special. Mary, I know I've been betrothed for the past, for some months now, but since everything has occurred so quickly, I thought, I mean, perhaps 
we, you would feel more comfortable if we waited until you were more comfortable. I mean, with this being so sudden. Really? You don't mind? This is our wedding night. I don't mind waiting until you're ready. Though Joseph doubted he would ever be ready, Mary appreciated Joseph's thoughtfulness and did what she could to acclimate herself to her new home. But she found Miriam as hard as a rock wall. When Joseph was there, she usurped his time. And when he wasn't, she was critical of everything Mary did. This wasn't what Mary expected of her marriage. But then this wasn't what she expected of her life. This surely could not be what the angel meant when he called her highly favored. Girls, girls, slow down and wait for me. I must be a fool getting water in the middle of the day with those two little girls in tow. I will be so glad when they are old enough to be helpful with the chores. Oh, there's Mary. Are you kidding? Just look at you. Who are you kidding? Oh, shalom, Anna. Oh, go home, Rachel. I have as much right to be here as you do. Where is your water jar? Or are you here just to bother an innocent girl? She's hardly innocent. Look at her. Look how big she is. And whose child is she carrying? Is it Joseph's? I think she tricked him into marrying her. And what concern is that of yours? Are you jealous? Envy does not look good on you, Rachel. Just go home. You know she won't stop. Mm, never mind her. How's my grandson? He's very active. All he does is kick sometimes day and night. Mm. Well, now he's going to have to slow down some to give his mother a rest, isn't he? How's Joseph? Well. And Miriam? Mary, I'm sorry I didn't believe you. Perhaps your situation wouldn't be as bad as it is now if I had and you had talked to Joseph sooner. It's not your fault, Mother. You couldn't have changed any of this. Have you talked to Joseph about his mother? He works so hard without complaint. Even though people talk about him and this child because of me, I don't want to bother him. Mary, you are still young, so I want you to listen and tuck this away in your heart. You are blessed and highly favored, regardless of what others have to say. Adonai has chosen you, but he has also chosen Joseph. I think you know that, otherwise you wouldn't have fought so hard to come back. That means you aren't alone in this. You don't have to bear this burden by yourself. Let him be there for you. In the good and the bad, we have no guarantees that any of this will get better, but Adonai has given you his grace to make it through it all. He's given you his grace to survive even the worst. Aunt Elizabeth would often speak of Adonai's grace. She said it doesn't assure success but means he's working through our lives. My sister always had great wisdom. Mary, talk to Joseph. He loves you and will see to it that you are well cared for. I will. 
And while Anna spoke with Mary, Eli visited Joseph in his shop. Shalom, Eli. Shalom, son. So are you just visiting or can I help you with something? Oh, just visiting my favorite son-in-law. So how are you and Mary doing? We're good. I've heard the talk, Joseph, so I know you and Mary are aware of it. You don't have to pretend for me. This has to be difficult for you both. Can I ask you something? Of course. How did you know you would be a good father to your children? Honestly, you don't know until the child is born and you behold them for the first time. Whatever you felt earlier, whatever questions you had before, in that moment, you would do anything in the world for them. You're a good man, Joseph. Perhaps. But how do you father the Messiah? How do you teach him? What do you teach him? I'm only a carpenter. It's a good profession. It was your father's profession. I know. And that's fine because I was only supposed to be a carpenter. I wasn't meant to be a savior, the savior of our people. So how can I teach him that? How am I supposed to be any kind of father to him? The same way you will be when it's your flesh and blood. Eli, I love your daughter, but when I look at her, I don't see a wife or a mother. Only what is out of reach. She's patient and loving and well-equipped for this call. While I'm not, to be honest, I fear touching her or beholding her in any way but revered. Son, it's not just Mary who's favored. You were just as chosen as she was. Understanding that husband and wife are no longer two people in the eyes of Adonai, but one. He didn't choose, choose Mary, then chose you. He chose you both. He blessed you both. He favored you both. And truthfully, she needs you as much as, as much as you need her. I tell you, I couldn't survive without my Anna. I was incomplete until I met her. She's my other half, my better half. And I know you feel the same way for Mary. What Adonai has asked of her, he has asked of you. You are both in this together. We're all in this together. You, Mary, Anna, me, and Miriam. Talk to Mary. You may find she's more human than you behold her to be. I will. Before either had a chance to do so, though, there came a new development into the lives of not just Joseph and Mary, but the whole of Judea. A detachment of Roman soldiers arrived one day, bringing with them a decree from Rome. You're home, finally. What happened? What did they say? All the men are to register in their hometowns according to their clans and tribes. That's ridiculous. 
they honestly expect you to go to Bethlehem to lose two weeks worth of wages just to accommodate them? Why do you have to go to Bethlehem? That's where my father and his home hail from. The shop will have to close. I can make the trip in less time, but that'll mean traveling by myself. Oh, no. You will not do such a thing. Even if you extend your trip, you can find a caravan to travel with. There's safety in numbers. You can stay with your cousins there, your, fa your father's people, and then find a caravan to get back home. I cannot spend two weeks or more with her. I can't do that. Joseph, can I go with you? No. There's no reason for you to go. Your place is here. Mother's right, Mary. With the day of fulfillment coming close, it's best for you to stay here. I know I ought to be obedient to my husband, but I don't think I'll last two weeks alone with Miriam. I have to talk to Joseph. And so she did later that evening when it was just him and her. She would have normally been asleep already, but Mary was determined to stay up and get this matter settled. Joseph was at first concerned that she was in labor, but as she explained what was going on with his mother, he found his concern turn towards anger. How long has this been going on? Since the wedding. Why didn't you say anything sooner? I thought I shouldn't complain. She's your mother. You've been so good to me. I mean, I've made it this far with Adonai's grace. I didn't want to trouble you, especially since you work hard for me and this child, and he's not even yours. You've been rightly chosen for this task. And I can, while I can never doubt that this was Adonai's doing, I'm beginning to see that this was not all the glory I thought it would be. I always thought you were the one rightly chosen. You have a great patience and wisdom. I doubted even my place in this marriage while you believed. I don't think I had any choice but to believe. Can I tell you something? And just as Mary opened up, so did Joseph. He shared his fears and hesitations with her. As Mary listened, Joseph decided it wasn't veneration that she deserved, but love. And he vowed from that moment to view her as such, his beloved. The next day he made arrangements to have her accompany him to Bethlehem. Joseph found a caravan to travel with and closed shop. They traveled for days, keeping pace with the group. But as time wore on, Mary's steps slowed and they fell behind the caravan. With only a donkey to help carry their belongings, Joseph and Mary trudged towards Bethlehem. Are you all right? I'm fine. We can stop and rest if needed to. No, I can continue. We're almost there. We have half a day's walk. 
Larry? Larry. Oh, no, 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 no. Not now. Larry, what's wrong? It's time. Come on. Who is it? Cousin Eli is Joseph, Jacob's son. Jacob's boy? <laughs> yes. You here to register? Yes. Unfortunately, we have no room. The rest of the family arrived last night. Is there no space at all? See for yourself. Perhaps if we had known you were coming, There was no time to send word. Then we fell behind the caravan. We? Yeah, my wife. She's with child. Do you have anything at all? Please. If it was just me, I wouldn't care. But my wife is in labor. I mean, there's a couple of stalls in the barn. You can stay there for now until something opens up. I'll send my wife to help you with the labor. All right. With Mary in the capable hands of his cousin's wife, Joseph attended to the donkey. When he finished, he sat down beside the entrance and waited. Every once in a while, he would hear Mary scream, but each time, Joseph had to quell his instinct to protect her. She had become his other half, and he couldn't imagine not being beside her. Eventually, he heard another cry, a different cry, the cry of a newborn. Struck by the sound of it, Joseph made his way to Mary, where he found her holding a bundle in her arms. Mary, look at your son. No, <laughs> he's our son, remember? Isn't he beautiful? How foolish I've been. I imagine the child would be born with full wisdom of a man and the knowledge of his destiny. And maybe somewhere in there, he's aware of it. But for now, He's simply a child, perfect in shape and form, just as Adonai created him. He'll fulfill his calling in time. Until then, all I have to do is be his father. He's perfect, Mary. Joseph and Mary settled in while they waited for space to open up. Everything felt right. Then a voice interrupted their peace. Is that him? Who? The Messiah. 
We were told we'll find him in the stables, sleeping in a manger. Who told you this? We were out in the fields near here, keeping watch over our flock, when an angel appeared before us. We were fright we were terrified. And he greeted us and said, Don't be afraid. I come to bring you great news. Today a Savior is born to you in the city of David. And this is a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothing, lying in a manger. Then, as he finished speaking, there was a multitude of angels. They filled the fields in the heavens, singing, Glory to Adonai in the high heavens and peace on earth. And as sudden as they appeared, they disappeared. And we said to each other, we need to go to Bethlehem and see this thing the Lord has made known to us. So, is that him? Here's your savior. Mary said little throughout their visit, wondering if this was how their lives were going to be. Was this part of the grace Adonai had bestowed on them? Part of the honor she and Joseph would expect because they were the parents of the Messiah? Just as Elizabeth had told her months before, there was no precedent, no standard for their lives. So what should she expect? Would this have any semblance of normalcy or would it always be one visitor after another coming to venerate the child? Eventually, he would grow up. What then? Did he know now he was born to save his people or would he grow into that knowledge? Only time would tell. Right now, Mary was content to tuck the questions away into her heart. And this concludes Full of Grace. And let me introduce you to our cast for this evening. Playing the part of Anna was Miss Ruth Griffin. Playing the part of Heli, Mr. Maurice Griffin. <laughs> playing the part of Anna, Vanessa Henderson. And Rachel is being played by Aisha Stocks, our shepherd played by Gregory Poole, Joseph being played by Emmanuel Beatty, Eli played, played by, <laughs> oh, where are my words? <laughs> Eli, tell me your name. <laughs> Wow. Tyrone Williams. <laughs> Tyrone has been Eli. Tyrone was another character early on. Please forgive me, forgive me, but I do appreciate you. Tamika uh, Tamika Tisdale, Miriam tonight. I tell you what, and let me bring our, our other co-host in here and see if I can find her. Victoria Henderson Poole is down there somewhere. <laughs> you guys forgive me and thank you so, so much. You know, it, it is a reading, but it is still a requirement of sacrifice yeah. to come together, to have the rehearsals that we have, to read the lines, to bring the words to life. And I so, so appreciate yeah. 
each one of you for participating. Give yourselves a yeah, hand. Good Absolutely job. Wonderful job. I do appreciate it. We have great comments from our, our um, uh, listeners that came on uh, to hear the conclusion of Full of Grace. Thank you again so much. Thank you, listeners, for being with us. This has been your narrator, Andrea L. Hines. And I just I just tell you now, you got to come back next week. First of all, you got to get the book. Get yes, it. get the book. Get the book. Get the book. <laughs> Read and the full then, story. You can come back next week and join us right <laughs> Thank you, Alan. <laughs> join us right here for another edition of Authors Up, 7 p.m. on Sunday night. Good night, everybody. Cass, hang in there a little bit as we close out. Good night, everyone. Good, Good night. night. Good night. Thank you for joining.